Hello, it is Bring It In with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? Gerard, <laughs> how am I? It's, it is 60 degrees outside right now. I am wearing a true hoop, a snazzy true hoop jacket for the first time since probably April. My French doors behind me are open in my office. The house is all opened up and the other side. Um, NBA has started. It's sunny. Like, come on, man. I'm, if you can't smile right now, like, you know, what are you doing? This I'm is good. this is our favorite time of the year, beginning of the NBA season. Um, it's a little colder than that up here in the north. Um, oh. about forty something degrees when I went running this morning. Probably up to like fifty we'll, something. We'll, now. we'll be eighties on the weekend. It's a one day thing. Uh, well, two days. We had it yesterday. I think tomorrow's maybe high seventies. Saturday eighties. Like literally, I'm going to a. That's why I'm growing my beard. I'm going to a costume. Going to Halloween, Halloween party with my party. wife, and I'm uh, she's going to Ted Lasso. I'm going to Coach Beard, so I got to grow the beard out. Yeah, yeah, she's the boss, so she gets me Ted Lasso. And um, uh, I I want to wear an AFC Richmond jacket. Yeah. Well, I was going to wear a troop jacket, put a label on it, yeah. but I think it's going to be too hot. Like be. already on the weekend, even at nighttime, yeah, it's going to be like eighty degrees. So uh, that's why I'm happy now. I have it. Cool weather. I I didn't have to wear a tank top this morning when I walked, which I'm sure my neighbors appreciated. <laughs> Um, yeah, I got and basketball till one in the morning. Like what could be better? What could be better? And, you know, we have everyone, every team's now played a game. Um, and you know, it, it's exciting coach. Like what? So let's just start from the top here with sort of like your overarching feelings about the beginning of the, of the basketball season. Yeah. Uh, so watching that first game, uh, Tuesday night. So Sixers Celtics, you know, I've been watching some games in Europe already and Australia just to kind of because the game starts. So I kind of pay attention to players that I know and coaches that I know. And then I'm watching Lake uh, Celtics um, uh, Sixers. And I thought by the third quarter, I thought there's been t- maybe 20 plays in this game of athleticism, skill, physic, physicality, you know, height, length uh, combined into these spectacular plays that no one no other league can have 20 of these in a year. And we just had it in that one game between Tatum and Brown. And, you know, obviously, um, Embiid is, you know, there's only one Embiid. Uh, uh, Al Horford, at his age, doing the things he can do. I was just blown away with the talent. And I thought to myself, as I've watched all these, I've, I've watched part of every game so far played. In many cases, a good, a really good amount, three quarters of it or so. Um, we need to protect these athletes. Uh, the, the the execution isn't great in day one, typically. Offensively or defensively, every team's a little different based on what they prioritize. But the speed and quickness and explosiveness is there for us to see. And like every game the rest of the year, it'll just be a degree less and a, or a portion of a degree less, a fraction of a degree, but it's going down. And we need to value what we see right now and imagine what a postseason might look like if they were as bouncy and as fast then as they are now. We just got to be mindful of that because there's no one that can touch this league talent-wise. There's no question about it. I mean, absolutely. You couldn't have said it better. Henry always talks about this, right? Day one, that's as healthy and as good as everyone's going to be. By April, when the playoffs start, no matter if they didn't miss time or whatever, they're going to be less than what they were on October 18th or 17th, whenever that first game was. That's just the reality. You know what, True Hoop, we are champions of cut this season down. It is too long. 
and it'll make your postseason, which everyone knows because of the nature of the regular season being so long, is the most important part, right? That's the part where you go for the big bolt, uh, gold trophy at the end. So I would love to see it. The talent, as you mentioned, Coach, is so widespread throughout the league. We, we've talked about it for a couple of weeks now. You know, you'd have, you know, in years past, you'd be like, oh, we got this nice, easy East Coast road trip. We're going to go 8-0 because these teams are terrible. There ain't a whole lot of terrible off nights you're going to have. Maybe Houston, but not even. Maybe no. Indiana. San Antonio. San Antonio. Right. The Spurs, uh, uh, the Spurs are terrible. Likely will continue to be. Uh, although I like their upside mm-hmm. just fine, especially with more picks. Uh, Indiana didn't have Turner last mm-hmm. night and played Washington, they, I thought, sure pretty did. well. They, they're, they're pretty good. Houston's so athletic and dynamic as, as athletes. Um, I, there, there's just, Orlando will talk mm-hmm. about a lot mm-hmm. of these teams loaded with young yep. talent. Yeah, this is, this is parody, as we've been writing and talking about for, for a month now, like the league has probably never seen before. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we're so conditioned um, fans in general are so conditioned to, and you can see this with the betting lines. When you hear star names, that's what, Oh yeah, that team's going to win because they have LeBron James because they have Kevin. You just think, Oh, and yes, that's often most likely true, but the rest of these teams, especially the ones that have been at the bottom for so long. And we'll talk about as coach mentioned, New Orleans and Orlando later, yeah, but they've been picking in the lottery for like five, six, seven years. So they've got literally a dozen dudes under the age of 24 who are uber talented, springy, and in a lengthy regular season, you need young legs. And a lot of these older teams are going to find out, damn, we just we can't run with these dudes on a, on a Tuesday night, and you'll and you'll get right out of the gym. It's it's early and it's exciting. This is this is good times. Um, you mentioned the opening night, Boston and Philly, the Lakers game. You, you saw some concerns. And I want to read this quote by LeBron um, after the game. We're getting great looks, but it could also be that teams are giving us great looks. To be completely honest, we're not a team constructed of great shooting. It's not like we're sitting here with a lot of lasers on our team. And, I mean, he ain't lying, right? I mean, they, the Lakers got a ton of open threes. It just, I feel like I'm not a very good shooting team. LeBron was the best shooter on the floor on, in that game, and he was 3 of 10, if I'm not mistaken. If 30% is your best shooter going to be a long season well there's a couple of things um uh they didn't get a lot of supporting help i thought lebron didn't compete to the level that he's capable of he he, he is the walking definition of a guy that scored 30 in his sleep because i thought he slept walk through the game i did not see a lot of fight in him um even though they were really competitive in the first half they really very played very good defense a very good defense they played. They got run out in the third quarter. Not the first time the Warriors have run better teams than them out in the third quarter. Uh, AD, I thought, was very he good. Was. Uh, uh, he has uh, – he's got his swagger back defensively. He looks like he's getting there offensively. I thought – forget about just shooting. You, you don't have to be great shooters to be scorers. Um, I thought they were missing a Dennis Schroeder, who mm-hmm. got thumb surgery the day before the game. Uh, Thomas Bryant mm-hmm. – who got surgery the day after the game, mm-hmm. same surgery, mm-hmm. ligament damage in his thumb. Those guys are scorers. And uh, Bryant has been a very good shooter when he was Washington until he tore his ACL. Shooter, I think, has had one decent year mm-hmm. shooting, but they're, they can help that offensive second unit. Uh, uh, Kendrick Nunn actually played pretty well, yeah. I thought. Mm-hmm. Austin Reeves did not, but he's, he's pretty good. Uh, it's all To me, if, Le- if LeBron doesn't believe, they might as well blow it up now. 
He, I think that team, as I've said to you, uh, the Warriors played great. And they're the Warriors. They're defending champs on ring night. Sometimes ring night goes badly for the champs. But these guys know what they're doing. This is their fourth one. Uh, they were sharp, I thought. And, uh, and I think, you know, L.A. Play, I think the only team that hasn't played is the Clippers. Mm-hmm. They played tonight right. against the Lakers. Um, that's, you know, the Clippers are uh, my favorite to win the West along with Golden State. The Lakers should be competitive as hell in that game. LeBron's got to bring it though on both ends yeah. for 48 minutes and and lead. Yeah. I don't I don't see him leading. Uh, I thought they should have gone after Mike Conley and not mm. Pat Bev. I don't know that Danny Ainge was going to help the Lakers. Right, same thing. That'll be he's gonna want to help the teams that he hates in the <laughs> in the East. Um, I think that uh, that would have helped. Pat Bev is, did not play great, but he's a good player. I'm not quick to. I'm not going to be quick to hang them just yet. Right. Uh, those Schroeder and Brian are back in three weeks or four weeks or so. They need to figure it out a little bit before then. AD is playing five mm-hmm. more comfortably, which is not something he typically has wanted to do. The, the backup needs help. Wendland Gabriel is not a good player. Right. Right. He's a good athlete, not a good player. Um, uh, but that quote that you read is where my biggest concern was: is LeBron wasn't the leader I thought he'd be in the game. You know, he's not Steph Curry. Right. There is there is a weight to LeBron's leadership mm-hmm. that isn't existing, that doesn't exist with Curry. There's a lightness to Curry mm-hmm. and a weight with LeBron. Mm-hmm. Always has been. And this team, I think, needs lightness. They're a little bit fragile. There's a lot of guys that, that need some help. He needs to provide that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Nunn's only played a couple of years, by the way. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. He should be up for a sixth man of the year. He's good enough to be a sixth man of the year. He's not a favorite. But LeBron's got to make that happen. Yeah. He's got to will that and inspire him and lead AD as well. So we'll see how they do it. No, you're, I mean, of course, everything you're saying is, is dead on. It's just different kinds of leadership, right? Curry's leadership comes from a place of joy, right? Yeah, exactly right. It, it's just That's what I said. To him, it's right. just different, right? It's not that, you know, LeBron's a bad leader or it's just it's just a different kind, right? And, yeah. you know, what's the old saying, right? You catch more, more flies with honey than you do with vinegar, right? Like yeah. that. It, that's, there's a way in which that type of leadership is just more welcoming and inviting. That appeals to more people than 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 other types, right? And so that works for the Warriors. And speaking of the Warriors, you know, Co, uh, Kerr went 11 deep in game one. And I was like, look, man, the Warriors, and I, I asked you this, and you're like, not yet, but I love seeing that second five. I was like, oh, the Warriors' second five is pretty good. <laughs> like, they're pretty good. Yeah, I think, well, so first of all, real quick on LeBron and Curry, um, just to wrap that up. Uh, on practice over the years, teammates of his that I know well um, have really said great things about LeBron, like, like caring thing. Like he cares about us, how we're doing AD. I've always heard that like really impressive stories about AD as a teammate that way on the court in games, Curry still has that joy and that lightness. Whereas, whereas when LeBron doesn't like what you did, mm-hmm. He lets you know, even though if he's the one who messed mm-hmm. up, like there's no, yeah. my bad on that right. to guys typically. I think he, this is a challenge for him. He uh, he shouldn't waste it. If AD's healthy, those two should be enough to go a long way. You got to develop the other guys. They got to they got to get better. You know, three years ago, Looney wasn't what he is now. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen by accident. Right. You know, it's his work, but it's also their work. Um, speak and speaking of Looney, he could be a backup the way Weissman's coming. Uh, and that tells you a lot about how good Golden State is. I'm not suggesting it's going to no, happen anytime no. soon, but they're loaded and they're fun. 
they they like each other. You can tell. Uh, Jordan Poole looks great. You know, despite everything, yeah, he just got paid what one forty forty. Yeah, that doesn't not bad work if you can get it. <laughs> that doesn't put a bounce in your step. I don't know what would. So I'm so glad for him. Yeah, um, deserves it for sure. Yeah, they're. I think they're going to have some some struggles as they play their young guys more. In in it just as you said, there we I texted you guys this yesterday. The team that has the best record against the teams that you should always beat, mm-hmm. and there's not that many. Right. So let's say five. Mm-hmm. So whatever number of games you're playing against those number of teams, the team that wins the most of those games probably gets the top seed probably. in their division. Yep. In and conference in both cases. Because uh everything else is gonna be you're lucky to win fifty five, fifty eight percent of all the other games. I mean, the Bulls go into Miami without Zach Levine and kick their yep. ass. You know? Uh uh Houston stands uh toe to toe with Atlanta. um Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Like I watched the game. Good game. This this is everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And and Detroit and Orlando, mm-hmm. uh, even even OKC, who I think's very low on talent right. besides uh, Shea, is exquisitely coached. Shea was so good. They last really night. are well coached. <laughs> um, they're just they're just not going to show up and beat them. So you better have the kind of team that rallies up when you finally get to play a weaker team. Don't relax. Like kick their ass. That's what you have to do. Yeah, uh, it, it was you know. Wrapping up again, just finishing the the, the point about Golden State and, and what they're doing. You know, the other thing about LeBron is, as with that quote, LeBron will often make those kinds of comments in the media, right? Like passive aggressive, like one of a bunch of lasers or whatever. Right. Curry will never throw a teammate or his team under the bus like that. Never. Just the opposite. Right. You'll, yeah. Even if they play bad, he'll tell them how great they are, yeah. right? Like that's just what, that's how he is. And it permeates for the rest of the team. I don't know if you saw. Uh, Clay was on the um, post game with TNT with Charles and Kenny and all those guys. And they were talking about, oh, you know, how are things going? Blah blah blah. And you know, it's your fourth night. And he's like, you know, this is great. And Clay, no need to say this. Like, was like, of course we got we got to give props to Kevin Durant. We don't win two of these without that dude, right? Like, you don't, no need to bring him up. Not on this team anymore. Like, right? You could have just gone about your way. But that's just who they are, right? And so, in so many ways. If there was any team capable of handling that initial issue that started the season with Draymond and Jordan Poole, it's them, right? A lesser team, definitely going to crumble. This guy, you, you got to give him a shot because you trust in the leadership. A very surprisingly handsome old coach once said, it's hard to be perfect. It's not hard to be decent. <laughs> I wonder who that guy is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're exactly right. It's just kind of the Warriors DNA now. I think it's a great point. Uh, Clay did. Like, who would have ever thought he would say that? That dude's been gone for three years. You don't need to mention anything. Like, (laughs) Yeah, except he is the iconic Kevin Durant, and they're cognizant of that. They're aware of that. Maybe secretly they think they can get him, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Kevin, how's how's it going over there? Terrible? Come on, come join us. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, we can figure something out. We'll even take Ben Simmons. We'll take him, too. Watch what they do with that dude. Oh, man. Fill his gullet with royal jelly and see what he does. (laughs) Yeah, he needs it. Oh, does he? Talk about someone needs royal jelly. Ben Simmons needs gallons of it. Uh, So, yes, last night, opening night in the NBA. And so, for those of you who don't know, I was in Brooklyn last night uh, for the Pelicans-Nets game. And before the game, I was down on the floor talking to two of Coach Thorpe's favorite people. Um, One of them he calls his son in Ryan Pannone. You don't call Corey Brewer your son. Well, maybe Uh, maybe you go home to your son. When his dad died, I kind of took on – I mean, he's got a few great people in his life. Amazing family, but – when I'm very uh, privileged to say that when Corey's dad went into a coma, he called me right away crying 
when he died a couple weeks later, he wasn't crying this time. He kind of expected it, but yeah, uh, Corey and I are, he's, he's, I've been helping him <laughs> since he was uh, going into year three of his, of his career a long time ago. Since he was- and Ryan and Corey have been on in my court with me you yeah, know, a million of times. Course. Those are special guys. So these are, these are two people near and dear to coach Thorpe's heart. And uh, I, I got yeah. a chance to chat with them. They are both assistants on the New Orleans Pelicans. And as I told coach off here, of course he knows this cause he talks to them all the time. They are amped up about the yeah. New Orleans Pelicans team. And after watching the game, I'm like, oh, I can see why. <laughs> um, they're just young and hungry and athletic. And everyone seems to get along and like each other. They're sharing the ball a lot. Look, as Coach always says, right, uh, the problem with young players is, is like they struggle at reading the game at times. And New Orleans will struggle with that as time goes on. You'll see it. But, man, they're going to compete and play hard. They all seem to buy into what Willie's saying, which is, I mean, that's, yeah. the, that's the biggest piece of this. And they have the right kind of adults in the room with CJ McCollum or again, just steadying, Jonas, calming, Jonas, just all right, young fellas, let's just whoop, let's get back to center here. Right. As coach always says, right. Get off the roller coaster. We can find joy in the merry-go-round. Right. We we'll, right. it's all good. We got 81 more of these to go. I, I was really impressed with what I saw from new Orleans. Um, I think Trey Murphy is going to be a breakout candidate. This yeah. Year. And again, as I said, when we start the show, when you're picking the lottery for seven years in a row and you get, Every Lakers draft pick and young talent, you better be good at some point. And I think this this might be the year that they, as we said before, they could be what Memphis was last year. Yeah, you, I remember you saying that. You're right. So on Trey Murphy, um, I don't say a lot of stories about Panone because he's allowed to have the confidence of his own team. But I, I he can't keep me from saying stuff that I've seen. <laughs> uh, that's my job. Uh, last year, Trey Murphy was out of the rotation. Was he was a uh, first round pick from Virginia? Um, someone my son, when he was a freshman at Florida State, thought he and Jose Alvarado were going to be two NBA players. He 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 claims it was my first two discoveries. <laughs> like Max, you can't discover a first round pick, buddy. <laughs> but he, he said, "Dad, I told you about it before his first round." I said, "Okay," but he loved Jose too. But um, Murphy was out of the rotation, and the Pelicans wisely sent him down to play for Panone in uh, uh, Birmingham where their G League team was last year, to kind of help find himself, which is exactly what teams should be using their G League for, among other mm-hmm. things. And I think by game two, he scored 30-something. Like, whoop, come on back. And he was a new man. And now that's, that's definitely, Panone is, you know, every coach has their own talents. Ryan is one of those rare guys that can go tactics with you toe-to-toe. He's, if you follow him on Twitter and now on Facebook, you can see all the, set, the sets he plays. He shows he's been doing it for years. Used to be on Twitter. Now uh, it's just on Facebook. But uh, he also can reach people. Like he's really gifted at uh, at connecting to players. Like like Willie Green, the head coach, who's so gifted at that. And yeah, Murphy's just one of those guys. Uh, But to your point, they have bought in. They just play hard. Zion is having fun, and I don't think I'm only guessing here. Uh, I'm saying he's seventy percent of what he can be. As an athlete. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's asked him. I don't follow. I don't talk to Corey and Ryan about stuff like that. And if I did, I wouldn't tell you guys anyway. But I don't. Because they're, they need to have their, the confidence of their locker room. Um, I can ask them generally, how you feeling? And they'll give me general answers. But they feel really good. Corey felt really good about Zion going to the game. Um, but I don't see him jumping. Yeah. I saw one dunk, yeah. wide open. There were three plays I thought, that's a dunk. And he laid it mm-hmm. up. A couple of times he got fouled, but normally he would dunk yeah. also. And I don't know if he's managing pain, 
potential for injury, fear for injury, uh, still getting his legs warmed. I don't know. Yeah. I just know 100% Zion with the way that team's playing and his talent. Look out. I mean, they're, if they made it to the Western Conference final, he's, he's their Trey Young in a sense. He's their Luka. Zion is that guy. He's, he's doesn't have John to Moran. be a pure yeah. lead guard. Mm-hmm. Right, he's a John Moran. He's, he's, he can destroy you so many ways on one end, hopefully hold his own on defense. He's trying. Mm-hmm. If he, I saw that in preseason, Gerard. He's trying on he defense, is. especially in isolation. He, is. he does want to get beat up. Uh, they, and Brandon Ingram is a killer. And he's a, ch- he's a silent killer. He's a chill killer. A, he really it, is. It is funny you said that because before the game, Ryan says, you know, so we're they're scrimmaging, whatever. But B.I. is the metronome in practice, right? Because they, they got to officiate the game and call yeah. fouls, whatever. No, he's not getting rattled. But whatever. He's just doing his thing. I'm scoring. I'm doing what I got to do. And that, again, that type of sort of inner confidence, that kind of, that has weight and merit too. And you're like, this guy's a stone cold killer right here. These things are good. He's just, he's fine. The, the, the team all feeds off that. I, listen, again, game one, no need to overreact, but love yeah. what I saw. I will say this about Zion. I think, look, anytime you don't play real basketball in a year, you're, it's going to take some yeah. time to get yourself back together. I did see a second jump though in the game where I was like, oh boy, he got up, he got back up quickly off the floor. So I think he'll, it's, it's still there. And I think by 20 games in, I think he'll be back to like, oh, okay, this is Zion. They're, they're just fun, man. And the other thing that they can do, and I'm not suggesting that they do this, because they have so many young guys, let's say they're at a point where they're looking really good. Because they have all these young dudes, they can trade with a pick yeah. and a player to get an established person. And then next thing you know, this could be a title contender. Like, it, it could happen that quickly. So, you know, just keep your eyes on New Orleans. Someone, someone very good or good is going to get Mike Conley and get much better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, CJ can move to his regular position mm-hmm. in that situation. Uh, you bring, you might, you can bring Mike off the bench at his age, mm-hmm. just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's one of the teams that I'm looking at. Uh, uh, Miami, more than anyone, I think, needs Mike Conley, considering the Lakers already got Pat Bev but, um, and Schroeder now. But uh, uh, someone's going to go after him. I, I'm sure of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and on the other side of that ledger, um, watching the Nets, you know, as I said to you off air, coach, when the Pelicans were doing their thing, everything they did was with a purpose. They raised, they ran their sets hard, they set their screens hard, they cut, everything was done hard and with effort. Conversely, on the other side, Brooklyn looked like they started the game molasses. I was like, uh, you guys look like you're going through a walkthrough right now, jogging to your set, like, what? This is, this ain't gonna work. Sure enough, they got blitzed in that first quarter, right? Got down 20. I mean, they made a game of it in the second, the second quarter by all cutting it to eight, right? They're like, oh, they woke up inside to play again. But I'm like, yeah, too late at that point, guys. Like Coach Thorpe's rule, right? Don't lose any quarters by 10 or more. And yeah, right. you, already, right. you already did that. Yeah. <laughs> and so to me, that was a troubling sign because that was what, that was one of their issues last year. Um, you talked about this in preseason. Simmons has got to look at the rim. Did not look at the rim once except for when he caught an alley-oop and a lob, which, of course, because that's just easy. And then one other time. Other than that, nothing. I was like, dude, they are playing you to pass every single time. So, essentially, we're playing four on five because they know you're not going to do anything. That's a problem. And, look, it's going to take him some time, 18 months, all that. But that habit of being aggressive, I don't think you need – 18 months to figure that out, right? Like, you can look at the rim. Again, as Kevin said in the preseason, who gives a shit if you miss? Just look at the rim. Because even if you 
throw it off and you miss, that's a chance for an offensive rebound at least, right? It gives a chance for something else to happen. But when you don't look at the rim at all, nothing. I had four takeaways from that game. The first was I thought Kyrie really competed. He did. I was very happy to see that. Diving on the floor. Oh, and I, I, I have a point about that. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a time where uh, Jose Alvarado was not fun to score on. So he's matched up with Kyrie. Kyrie's shaking and baking. Jose's connected because he's Jose. And Kyrie takes him to the tip of the second box and rises up and shoots a little jumper, a bucket. Didn't gloat about it, but I know he was thinking, come on, man. Like, <laughs> you can do it to a lot of people, including 39-year-old Chris Paul or 84-year-old, whatever he is. But I'm, I'm so Kyrie, I can score over five-foot-five five guys or whatever. That's what he, but he didn't say it. I thought his body language was good. Um, I thought Ben Simmons is not an NBA player. So there, there's, there's what I mean by that is, like, you aren't going to win games frequently when he's on the court. You just, he's just terrible. He's just not good enough defensively and on the glass to make up for how bad he is on offense. Now, he just needs the minutes and the reps to, to find whatever he's going to get to, whatever that mm-hmm. ceiling is for this season. He's just far away from that. I only bring it up because I like to mark progress. It's what a development coach would do anyway. Well, so the progress is going to be one day he's going to be an NBA player again. Let's hope. And let's remember because in October, he ain't. Mid-October right now, October 20th, he is not an NBA player. He, he might struggle to play in most leagues in Europe. This guy, mm. not the previous mm-hmm. versions, this guy right, right now would not help Real Madrid win games. Madrid, they would not help FC Barcelona, none of those teams. Um, uh, he's not a EuroLeague player. He's not an NBA player. He just doesn't believe in himself at all. Mm. And that's a real problem. My third take was Durant, like LeBron, can score a 30 in a sleep. Mm-hmm. What did he score last night? 32. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 32, yeah. That's easy for mm-hmm. him. But that led me to the fourth take, which is how patient is he going to be mm-hmm. with Ben Simmons? Mm-hmm. Because the way Kyrie played last night, that works. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he, you wouldn't know anything about his past mm-hmm. and how silly and crazy and things he says. Mm-hmm. That dude competed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can win with yeah. him. Uh, I don't know how patient. And then and they're missing Joe Harris. Yep. So, right? He didn't play mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Seth Curry, right, too. Very, very... Elite shooters. Two very important <laughs> players for what they want to do, for sure. And good guys and good teammates mm-hmm. and all of all positives, both of them. I just don't know. I want to see how patient he's going to be. Uh, I, we need to keep watching for Yeah, uh, so much to unpack there. Uh, I want to go back to something we said about uh, the New Orleans Pelicans real quick as it relates to Ben Simmons. So Trey yeah. Murphy was struggling, went down to the G League where Ryan was, was head coach. Yep. But I venture to say there ain't too many Ryan Pannones on G League staffs in the NBA. Probably none. Right, maybe well, maybe there might be another somewhere, but there there's some good coaches. I don't think they're as special as Ryan, but they might be special in a different way. But I understand your point. Right. Yeah. So the Pelicans were lucky to have him. So lucky to have him, right? So, you know, who can get that out of a, a guy like Ben Simmons, right? Who can who can tap in and, and, and reach to him? And your point about Kyrie, well, this is a very important year for Kyrie. And I said this in preseason, oh, he's trying. Because I can always tell when Kyrie's connected and like I give a crap based on what he's doing on defense. If a screen comes. And he just melts like, you know, a hot knife through butter. I'm like, oh, you, you, don't, you don't give a crap about when he fights over a screen. I'm like, oh, you're, you, you care about this. Of course he cares. You know why? It's a contract year. He wants to get paid again. At the end of this year, he is not, he has nothing, no money coming in. And you as a team, if you're a GM, how can you justify signing that dude to a four-year max? T- I mean, you should get fired for negligence just off the, right, off the strength of doing that. So he has to play the good soldier. 
And he will this right. season, right? And the Nets should take advantage of that. Your point about Durant. I feel like I can always tell with his post game, like how he is, right? Well, what do you do to tell Ben Simmons? Like, it's game one, so I feel like he's okay right now. But I think that 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 sort of runway he has, it's going to start getting shorter and shorter. And he said this? No, no. This is just basically oh, okay. how, how I interpret him. Because yeah, you're right. he is realizing, like as all people do like in there, he's like, I ain't got so many years of this left in me, right, to play this level of basketball. I can't waste a year again playing all NBA level and we're not good. So I'm very – look, at their first five games, Coach, they can go 0-5. They got Toronto on, on Monday. I'm, I'm sorry, on Friday. They have uh, Milwaukee and Dallas after that and, and, and Memphis. They easily lose those and go 0-5 to start the season. You, you would actually almost expect Correct. them Correct. There might be underdogs in every Correct. game. Correct. And I, uh, listen, and if they're 0-5, it's – as Kevin said in the preseason, yeah, the vibes in camp are all good right now. Let's see what happens when we go on a losing streak. I'm like, truer words have never been spoken. <laughs> That's so funny. That may happen right to start. And it's, whew, it could get real ugly over there real fast. So there, there is something to watch. Again, I thought just how they came out. I was like, guys, and Kyrie said after the game, we're a little antsy. And, like, you know, first day jitters. But it's like, why are you, why does antsiness make you jog to spots, make you not put two hands on the ball to get a rebound? I mean, they got killed on the boards, like sixty to thirty almost. In re- that's did they really? I mean, that's, wow. Uh, what, a, what are we doing? You know what I mean? That's not even New, or- New Orleans came out smoking. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so it's like it's like um, you get a boxing. I used to watch boxing way back in the seventies and eighties with my my papa, and uh, you have one boxer is coming out there, Mister Scientific. Let me figure it out. The other said, "I'm trying to push you out right yeah. now." I always like that second mm-hmm. guy. Always, there is no. I always tell players, there. I say this all the time, Gerard, to them. There is no feeling out process. The millisecond they they start, it's on. You've got to stop thinking you can find a way to fit in. That doesn't mean you have to shoot every time you get the ball. You have to be ready to compete at the highest level immediately, doing what you're supposed to do. There is no time to fit in and and figure it out. Uh, You're you're asking for trouble, especially on a team like Brooklyn, who's playing four and five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it, playing four and five. it will be interesting to see uh, how things develop. The good news is, uh, as Kevin likes to say, we have another game coming up in a day or so. So, <laughs> you know, we can <laughs> we can get back on the floor. So we'll, we'll see what happens on Friday against Toronto. But if you thought Brooklyn, man, those New Orleans guys, they're pesky. And they, we leave Toronto, they're going to get up oh, into man. you from a oh, dip. <laughs> I want to talk about that. Uh, so I watched that game uh, and li- I rarely listen to commentators, but I haven't listened to Cleveland TV in a long time. So they're gonna, they were good last year, but they weren't worthy of volume. <laughs> I, I, I'm watching four games, so I got to pick. And sometimes I choose no volume in any of them. So uh, I'm like, I want to hear Cleveland. Well, that was a mistake. <laughs> All they talked about, the, co- the color commentator, who's, who's I think he formerly former player, he's a smart guy. But all these guys are – I watched Synergy this morning. They're all such homers. Oh, yeah. And, they, and it's in there even announcing in the play-by-play, you know, and Carol and I love David Steele from the Magic. But Carol drives, you know, took the contact, no call. It's always, but when it's the other side, oh, he didn't touch him. So, um, yeah, uh, the, uh, the Cleveland guys are just the Raptors. All they do is foul because you can't call every foul. And, sh- and the, he's right in the sense that they are aggressive as hell. Stupidly, in my opinion, they get a lot of stupid fouls. I think that's a mistake. But I understand what he's trying to do, Nick Nurse. They're swarming. They're just swarming. Fred Van Vliet and then a bunch of really tall, long dudes. 
that are happy to take them off of you or poke it away, whatever. And yeah, there's no, there's no question Brooklyn is going to be like, they're not going to guard Ben Simmons. They're going to swarm over KD yep. and Kyrie. And it's going to be ugly. Toronto looked, they didn't play great. They played well. They played well. Cleveland lost Darius Garland mm-hmm. to an injury. Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I, Precious, Precious got a little pinky in his eye. It, it looked, I mean, he was hurt. I could see it while he was laying on the ground. You could see it shut. Um, and so that changed a lot. But still, Cleveland's going to be good also. Mm-hmm. But Toronto is, uh, that's a bad matchup for Brooklyn if they don't play a lot better. Yep. Now, hopefully they will. Yeah, we'll see. <clears throat> um, opening night, James Harden looked pretty decent. Uh, shot the ball well. Um, I thought they had a good thing going early. I thought late in the game, he reverted back to heavy dribble. Um, but anyway, so he definitely did. But something happened that you want to talk about specifically, which was a landing, the landing zone foul on James Harden. You don't think on his jump shot, his landing is a, is natural. Yeah. I, I, they gave him, he might've been fouled three times shooting threes. It's already been two. I've watched a lot of games to now and then 14 total, I think. But, um, I, he, I sent you, I think I screenshot even. Did I? Yeah. His left leg is way out in front of his right leg. Uh, and he actually did land on, I think it was Horford's foot, but Horford was far away. And if they give Victor Wemayama the same benefit oh, that you Harden, you'll have to stay, you'll have to stay in the paint because he, he's so long. He's going to lay either step on your foot. Like you, you got to be able to contest guys yeah. and give them. So to me, it's wherever they jump, it's where they land. Or if they're jumping on the move, you got to account for that. So if they're moving forwards, then you have to make sure you give them room to land as they jump forwards. But in Harden's case, he's jumping straight up and then just throwing his leg out and leaning forward and landing. And I don't know how the referees are giving this call. It's now the Celtics are stupid when they get. Well, one time they actually they did, did foul that. him on his arm. That was really, really dumb. Worst playing basketball, foul, three-point shooter. End of story. Dumbest playing basketball. Dumbest single playing basketball. Um, I, so the Celtics were dumb, but uh, I thought the referees are missing that. It's something I'm going to watch going forward. I'm telling you, league office saw that. I'm going to text some referees and get, and get their opinion. Yeah. The, guy, the guy that I text the most, uh, he wasn't working that game. He worked a different game. But I'm going to reach out to some guys because yeah. – um, I have a feeling they're not going to, I mean, I'm telling you, Boston had to go crazy with tape right away. Like no way can you call these fouls when we're contesting with our arms, but our feet are far enough away and he's throwing his left leg yeah. out. That's not supposed to be a foul on us. And, and I think that the, the, that's been a point of emphasis for the league, right? They want to protect the shooters mm-hmm. when they're land. So it has to be sort of a zone and it has to be variance, right? Some guys right. in their natural shooting motion land a little bit forward when they come up and down, right? Some guys like Clay Thompson are a piston. Right. You just go straight up and down right. every time. Right. But you're not putting your legs right. the way James was. Right. The picture I sent you, James' left leg is way over mm-hmm. his right, but that didn't happen naturally. It, it happened uh, – it, it, he did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and it worked for yeah. him. And the ref's got to be smarter than that. For sure. Um, our favorite team on this podcast, or one of them anyway, the Grizzlies. Um uh, funny, I had that game on same time as I'm at the arena watching the Nets game. And I was like, oh, scores were actually kind of identical for quite a while. I was like, oh, Grizzlies just blowing them out. Ho-hum. Next thing I know, I look up, I go, what the hell? They're in a tight. What, what happened? Um, so the Knicks kind of fought back a bit. And something I was worried about with with uh, Memphis was without Jaron defensively, right, would they have some breakdowns? And I did see some breakdowns uh, in the in the game from them last night. 
game one, nothing to overreact about. Um, but some things I liked, you know, when I was worried to start the season that Jaron was going to be there, you said, well, that gives other guys a chance to step up, you know, next guy up mentality. And I told you about him. I was excited about him in the preseason. Santi Aldama, I like that kid. Now, look, he's young, so he still does dumb things and makes mistakes. He's 21, yeah, I think. But he is my basketball love language. Tall and can shoot. Yes, I love it. <laughs> he is a good player. Yeah, he's a good player. I watched him on the tape. I watched all of his points this morning on, on Synergy. Yeah, he's, he's nice. That's, that's real good depth for them when, when Triple J comes back. Uh, the Knicks had cut it to two late in the game. Brunson got a run out, fast break layup, and Morant just exploded down the court and blocked it clean. It was a spectacular play. Um, I really liked the Knicks in that game. Yeah, that was good. Uh, RJ was awful. He was. Awful. Three of 18, mm-hmm. two of 18, terrible. something terrible. And they barely lost. That, that to me was encouraging. They topped him two points. You know who was he good for the Knicks? Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I never understood why Atlanta traded him. Um, yeah, we'll see if that if that keeps up. But they get Obi playing the way I think he can play, which right now is looking suspect. RJ should be okay. Julius played he really did. well. He did. Jalen Brunson's a very good player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitchell Robinson struggled with foul trouble. Mm-hmm. And Hartenstein, who I love, yeah. Hartenstein. I, I've loved him. When he was in the G League, you know, I helped players in the G League too. And when we had to go up, when my guy had to go up against him, it was hard. Yeah. He's very, I never understood. Like, I, I remember the first time we played, one of my guys played him. I'm watching tape and I'm just thinking, how is this, what is wrong with this guy? Does he not speak English? <laughs> he's such a good player. I didn't understand why he's in the G League. This is his rookie year. I didn't understand it. I've never understood it. And now, now he's a backup, but he's very good. The Knicks are a good team. Yeah. Derek Rose played mm-hmm. well. Um, they played physically. Uh, I like Jalen a lot, Brunson a lot for them. They need RJ and Obi. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be good. It was a nice, it was a good win for Memphis. And Bain was hurt a little Bain, bit too. Bain got hurt at the end of the game. Yep. Um, yeah. Ja was three of six from three, if I'm not mistaken. Look, 50% ain't sustainable. But if he's better from three this year, look out. Because that now adds a dimension to his game where he doesn't have to attack the rim every single time and right. fear for his life that he's not going to get for up sure. from crashing to the ground. So this is something to watch there for sure. I think, I think though, Ja may have lost his crown as fast as – Ball pusher in the oh, league. Who is it now? Take one here, I guess. He's a rookie. You think Ivy already? Wow. That dude. He, I, told, I told Henry. I, I, I mean, I, I don't really know if he's faster than Morant because that's breathtaking. <laughs> but there was a play last night where Ivy is just, as he's exploding down the court, I thought to myself, I remember I've been doing this now. This is my 20th season with this. Um, my first year was with Udonis and Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. Dwayne was a rookie. Mm-hmm. So as Ivy is just Formula One racing down the court, <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, he's Dwayne Wade. He was going so fast. I don't think his layup even hit the rim. It was so, it was so bad. <laughs> I thought, well, that's what it would be like driving a Ferrari, trying to throw a token into the toll, the toll You're thing. Missing. You're not likely to make it. <laughs> so he's going to have to adjust that. I don't remember Dwayne Wade missing him as often as Ivy might. But, boy, is he explosive. Yeah. And I'll tell you something, though. I want him – you were talking about the metronome. The metronome, like Brandon Ingram and Clay Thompson, right? I want uh, Jay Nivey to be more like them. There was a, there was a couple of times yesterday where he scored, including his first pass of the game, where he kind of did the Hulk mm-hmm. muscle-up mm-hmm. thing just very quickly. 
one time he did it and was so focused on that, he stepped on someone's shoe and almost hurt himself. <laughs> like, I always taught my guys, the millisecond we score, we got to start playing defense. Yeah. We played full court. Yeah. I realize NBA guys don't typically do that, but they need to be, he needs to be, tone it down, but 81 more. <laughs> 81 more. And then one day playoffs, <laughs> like, like, can we just play defense here, Jaden? We expect you to score. Great job. Now, if there's a foul and one, if the other team calls timeout, celebrate all you want. <laughs> but live ball, can you just play defense, please? That'd be nice. Yeah. Clay and Clay and um, Wiggins, yep. Clay, Ingram, yep. they just compete. Get, get, I really get back, uh, yeah, I like that better. That, yeah. uh, of course, uh, basketball fans, you know, in the movie Love and Basketball, one of the great scenes is when uh, their USC practice and Monica hits a three. And she's admiring her shot because it looks so pretty. She's holding her form. Her man leaks behind, goes back for a layup. She's still at the three-point line with her hand up, admiring her handiwork, right? It's like, you know, it's, it's, we get it. It's so pretty when, when it looks good. But we got we to gotta hustle back because bad things happen. And, of course, coaches, that drives them fucking bananas when stuff like that happens. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's nothing else to think about in that moment in time except making the shot. But once you've made the yes. shot, all right, get back on defense, please. Yeah, yeah. Um, a little rematch last night: the Phoenix Suns and Dallas Mavericks. Another game that looked yeah, like, great game. That looked like Dallas is going to walk away and just beat the brakes off Phoenix again. Um, but then Phoenix roared back. Damian Lee, big time shot. Damian Lee, uh, Steph Curry's brother-in-law, former Golden State Warrior. Um, he had a big shot, and uh, you know, I, I saw somewhere someone saying. Oh, a little measure of revenge for the for the Suns. I'm like, nah, that ain't revenge, friends. That was the playoffs last year, and they were the one seed yeah. in the whole NBA. Nothing's gonna make up for that until they beat them in the playoffs and then win a championship in that. Then they'll feel better about that. And even still, 30 years later, you ask them what loss hurts the most. They'll be like, that time the Mavericks beat us when we were the one seed overall, because that's how these dudes think. <laughs> yeah. Um so so I talked about uh you know, the, our best players do stuff that just no one in the world can really do very often. These guys do it nightly. Damian Lee, there's a lot of him in Europe and some guys in Australia even. He's, he's a nice player, but um, he isn't so special. He played special, which is great. Great to see uh, Chris Paul was on the bench. Mm -hmm. Damian Lee hits two threes in the fourth quarter, and I was watching the game winner, uh, as it turns out, with like nine seconds to go. Uh, Chris Paul wasn't playing. Interesting dynamic there. And remember, I had suggested preseason that they trade Cam Johnson, who got hurt during yeah. the game, got cramps, I think, for Tabahiro. I didn't suggest the team would do it, but I thought Cam could help the Heat more, and I thought Tyler could help um, Phoenix a ton, and it'd be an equal trade. Uh, they definitely need more guard help. Devin Booker was sublime. Yeah, yeah it was really good. Devin Booker was unbelievable last night. Talk about a metronome. <laughs> That's right? Just fucking, here he comes, here he comes, here he comes. Like Joe Frazier, always coming. Mm -hmm. Like Gilbert Arenas, always coming. Um, yeah, that, uh, I was glad for Phoenix. I was not, when they were losing in the game down 22, I just thought they weren't shooting great. Right. But I didn't think they were playing so badly. Dallas was. I didn't expect them to come back and win necessarily, but they did. That, that's good. I, I, the league this year... We, I want as many really good teams as possible, and they're one. I want that. I also don't want Aiton. I don't want Aiton to be blamed for anything. Yeah. He, he, he won a max that he thought he deserved as number one overall pick. Mm -hmm. He didn't get it right away. He did everything he's supposed to do the right way. He got it. And um, I, if they don't do well, they're going to try to say, oh, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's going back to the Aiton right. thing. No, no. Yeah. 
nope, they're not good enough. You're not good enough. It ain't right. fault. And he, he so, was good last but night. I don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah, yeah he played good. They were, that was a good win. Dallas has, has Luca. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and Luca was they win every game they play because Luca was doing Luca things last night as as per usual. Didn't shoot it great from three, but um, you know, put up put up the usual thirty five, nine, and six. So you know, ho hum yeah. night for him. Um, Christian Wood, who you were high on, looked, looked pretty good for them yeah. as well. Um, didn't we? I'm sorry, uh, Hardaway Jr. didn't shoot it great, but you know, as as you say, sometimes you just miss shots like that. Less concerned about that. Though Dinwiddie is pretty good. I'm curious to see that Dorian Finney-Smith, who I like a lot, is he going to score a little bit more for them? Because the Brunson piece was big. That was big for them last year, right? Um, so I just want to see what that looks like now without him, right, on on the squad as as they go forward. But and they're they're guarding the, the kids, got them playing good defense. Um, so you know we'll we'll see we'll see if the Mavericks are really a conference finals caliber team as they as they went last year. Um, we got to see. The Twin Towers in action last night. Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. Early, you remember Cat still coming back off that infection, so he wasn't quite right. But I thought Rudy looked pretty good from Minnesota. He was very good. Anthony Edwards didn't shoot good. great, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, in that game. But yeah, he shot yeah, bad. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, look, Rudy's going to change them defensively, which which we know right, already. And um, he leads the league in dunks, right? Just about just about every season. So a very very good pickup for them. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a work in progress. We wrote about this a couple weeks ago. Um, they're not used to playing pick and roll. Uh, D'Lo is, but Edwards is. A lot of those guys aren't because Cat likes to pop, and there's a lot of space when you pop. Mm-hmm. Gobert's rolling. They'll and they haven't played together. Yeah. You know, Durant. Uh, I mean, Cat uh, uh, and Rudy. So they yeah, anyway. They any you got to beat the OKCs of the world. Got to. You got to beat them, and then get better against the the, the bad the good teams. And uh, they, they've got some work to do in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But um, seven picks is a lot of picks. <laughs> a lot of picks. But uh, uh, they got to be happy. Rudy, I think I read below 90 defensive rating when he was on the court, 140 when he was off the court. I mean, that was with the, that was the Jazz stark. last year, right? I mean, same, yeah. same kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why they got him. Yeah, no, for sure. Um Bradley Beal's back. The Wizards actually won last night. Um, you know. Yeah, they beat the Pacers. Which a team that we said is, you know, probably not going to be so great. <laughs> you, you said in our, in our, no, I watched the in game. our group chat. Yeah. You were like, or you, in te- I think on Twitter you put this, a mysterious Miles Turner injury just before tip-off. <laughs> At 5 p.m. Yeah, I've seen I've seen guys almost get hurt. Uh, balls are bouncing yeah. all the way. If you, if there have been an NBA game, the pregame can be oh, pretty yeah. crazy. Every, all guys trying to get working out. I don't, I don't love it. I don't think it's the best practices, uh, because I'm worried guys might get hurt. Guys jump up to lay it up. Meanwhile, the ball just got rebounded. It's on the ground. I always am so afraid. I've seen it once in my life. It's a long time. I've been around for only seen once, but it was ugly. I don't want to see it again. And, um, so I don't know. I think he legit got hurt. I don't know. I'm guessing he did, but, um, Indiana actually played pretty yeah. good. Tyrese played really well. I was very proud of him. Matherin's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought that uh, Bradley Beal looked terrific. Like, uh, the, the Lakers, that's the guy that should be targeting more than anyone else. Yeah, take our two first-round picks. Take Austin Reeves, who's got talent. Like, what else can we do for right. you? But that's the guy they oh, got to go man. get. The way he looked last Beal, night was that, really good. Now you're talking about them cooking with crease. LeBron and, AD and, and Russell. Ru- when Russell had his best year, it was in Washington. It was? No, I don't. I don't think they. I think they'd probably buy him out at that point. But um, 
Yeah, that's what I would do. Oh. Is uh, go after Brandon. And, and I'll say this: Russell was not or Shea Gilgis. Russell Westbrook was not their problem on Tuesday night. Like he was, he was fine. Like he, he. no, 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 <laughs> no. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I I wonder. I was talking to Henry about this earlier. I wonder how many picks you're going to have to attach to get a Shea or or a Beal. I would think Shea would ask for more. Yeah, Shea, yeah you, because yeah. he's younger yeah. and and so much less expensive. Yeah, yeah. You. But I don't know if the Wizards will part with Beal for just two, but they might. Yeah, it'll, it will be interesting to see. And as you mentioned too, you know, Victor, Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson are hanging over this this season, right? Either indirectly or not directly. So we'll see twenty five games in. Right, almost about a, about a, a little bit more than a quarter of the way through, where everybody's at. Because the teams that yeah. started out worse than they thought, or they might say, you know what, forget it. Let's do what we got to do to make sure. Because right. Victor is that kind of dude, as, as you said. Right. You know, if he, they run him like Duncan Robinson and what he can do on defense, that's an MVP level player. Um, you know, we, we, one of the things I think about is guys when they're in the league and looking at what they do historically. I mean, Kareem, literally from day one. Up until, or Lou Alcindor when he came in, eventually under Kareem, until I want to yeah. say like 84 was an MVP level candidate, like every single year. Yeah. LeBron, since year two in the league yeah. to now, MVP candidate every year. Like, that's, that's ridiculous. And if people yeah. are thinking Victor is on that level, well, my God, like, you got to get a guy like that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens as, as, as we move forward. Uh, the Blazers won a game last night against the Kings, a, a team that people are, are high on that might do some stuff. Um, but you know, again, game one, let's, let's not let's not lose our minds. I thought the the three guard lineup of Dame Simons and you know defensively leads much to be desired, but they won the game. You know, so all good. <laughs> yeah, Dame didn't play very well. He wasn't nearly as sharp as Beal. Um, uh. That was not a well-played game. Keegan Murray hurt himself. Mm-hmm. He didn't play. I was yeah. disappointed in yeah. that. I think Sacramento, Darren Fox played very well. I think Sacramento is going to be average this year. They weren't last night, though. So, yeah, game one for Mike Brown. We'll see. Um, neither team moves the needle very much. <laughs> get, ready to, so. get ready to get Victor. That's, that's where they're at. Um, we, we talked about the Cavs and Garland getting hurt. That's going to, you know, it's going to be a little problem for just making sure that he and Mitchell get their connectivity together, right? I don't know how bad the eye is, but he's not playing next game, I'm pretty sure. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see and monitor that situation. Um, let's talk about Paolo Boncaro and Jaden Ivey in that game. Paolo looked great last night. Um, didn't shoot any threes, which, you know, he doesn't necessarily need to. Um but I, I thought just like as a scorer for a young a young guy, was he 19? I was like, pretty good. Pretty good dude. I mean, yeah. He, he scored a couple, you know, uh, gimmies really late when Detroit was trying to give away the game <laughs> in the last couple <laughs> of minutes. Uh, he had a very good start. I think he scored eight points in the first quarter. He's very good. Yeah, he's, you know, he's a gigantic three-man. He's He's got a lot of mellow to his game. Mm. Mellow, mellow before mellow became a great shooter. Yeah, just a big, athletic dude, skilled primary ball handler a lot last night. Um, nah, he was super impressive. So was Jaden Ivey. So, and I yeah, the two of them were. And impressive. I think Orlando, as we mentioned, Wagner. We talked about uh, Franz Wagner from EuroBasket. Like he looked good again last night. Like very good. Yeah, their their experiments with him as more of a primary ball handler also going to come with some you know dips and yep. valleys i mean uh, uh mountains and valleys um same as paolo but he, he's got a lot of confidence got a lot of swagger yeah and they're hoping to get jonathan isaac back at some mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. 
uh, which I'm hopeful for Jonathan, but also he adds such a defensive dimension yeah. to what they're yep. doing. Um, oh, and they've got your one of your one of your guys who plays. He scored ten of them points last night. Bowl ball. <laughs> Again, tall dudes who can shoot. Love a good bowl ball. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't make any threes, but he he played pretty well. Yeah, he's in the rotation for them. I, now. I, I like bowl. Um, when when I saw him at Oregon, I was like, oh, look at this dude. Um, Denver last night. I didn't put in a rundown, but yeah, yeah they didn't look great. I was like, oh, what's going on here? I mean, again, I, game one, no need to overreact. But and Utah, I think everybody assumed was going to be just terrible. I was like, well, maybe those guys have a little pride. At least in game one, they're going to like not not get blown out from the beginning. Um, but yeah, that's just something something to keep an eye on. Well, I wrote about this last week, or maybe Monday. Um. If you don't care about your team, I'm not going to care about your team. And that's so Utah for you. <laughs> I, I, won't, I don't know what team you're talking about. I won't be ta- that team is that, that team's Voldemort to me. Um, I will say Colin Sexton's pretty good. I wonder what you know. How much better is Donovan Mitchell over the next five years than Colin Sexton? Mm. I think he's a similar player. It's an interesting thing to think about. But um, they're they're going to be good. Mobley, you know, Mobley shooting threes, which is good. Um, he's not, he's not there yet, man. I get through this year. He's, he's a work in progress. Um, so talented, you know, but, uh, I think that, um, you know, they've got the Jared, Jared Allen saw a lot of problems at five. Mm-hmm. Sure they need Darius. Yeah, they do. They need Darius they do. I mean, he, as an organ, as just an organ. So, so Donovan can just go score, mm-hmm. but they also, it's nice to have a second primary score like that when your other one's out. So that, that part, they're going to be good in a, they're going to be there in a lot of games this year. The other team that hasn't played a game yet, um, the Milwaukee Bucks, and they play tonight against the 76ers. Oh, right. So we get a Titanic, Giannis, Embiid matchup. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, you know, what did you think about the way I thought it was really good? And, you know, this is when you talk about the great players, you got to nitpick things about their games to separate them. I thought the way Boston defended um, Embiid in game one was really good, forced him into a lot of turnovers. He still makes turnovers coming out of the double team. Um, yeah. And that's a problem. And I wonder tonight against against uh, Milwaukee how they're going to go go about defending him, right? And they're not going to start Giannis on him. Obviously, they'll be they'll have Lopez because he's pretty big. But do they force him into making making more turnovers as well? And then with Milwaukee not having Middleton to start the season and no Pat Connaughton for the first three weeks as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a lot to look at there. Um, it'll. I, I think they're just going to be on easy street mm-hmm. personally. They after what they saw last year, they probably could have beat Boston with with Middleton. So they got to make sure they're healthy as heck. Um, they'll compete like crazy when they're playing, but I just think they're gonna be smart. Let's make sure we don't overtax anyone. Develop some young guys, maybe it'd be smart, and they'll they'll be tough in the postseason yeah. with, with Giannis, Chris, and Drew I mean, for sure. A, Giannis is just so that's good. a hell of a three headed monster. And then you mentioned the Clippers. We'll see them tonight as well against the Lakers. Um, First time seeing Kawhi back in a regular season game in quite some time. Him and Paul George. So huge. Again, if those guys play 60 games, clips are going to be really tough to beat. Yeah, they're my pick to win the West uh, in the regular season and Mm -hmm. in the playoffs today. Like, let me see the (laughs) games. But lots going to happen between now and then. But my editors asked me to to make a choice. And just, it's a, you know, coin flip with the Warriors, really, is my two favorites in the West. Yeah, I mean, and the Warriors, even in that game, like, they didn't even shoot the ball that well in the first game, no, right? Like, no, they didn't have to. And, yeah, they had one great quarter is all they needed. Yeah. Both those teams are really deep. Both those teams are very deep. With coaches that know how to use it, that'll help a lot. And this is what you say, right? Coaching matters in this league, and this is where this is where you get right. to see it. So 
Yeah, I think so. Very good stuff. All right, guys. Uh, stay tuned uh, to some NBA basketball this weekend. We're going to be putting out something special uh, for our subscribers, so stay tuned for that. A little on the court, getting inside Coach Thorpe's big old basketball brain. Um, but we will see everyone else next week. Have a good weekend. <laughs>